right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Sally here for the 2023 PGA Tour season preview, joined as always by my guy TC. Hello, TC. How are we? Greetings, Sally. Good to be back with you. DJ Pie is here calling in from the frigid Midwest. Hello, Pie Man. Hey, guys. Slightly less frigid today. We're on the upswing. We're, we're seeing mid-40s next week. Exciting stuff. And a lot of stuff to talk about with our guy as well, Mr. Neil Schuster. We are prepped and ready. How are we feeling, buddy? Greetings. We are, uh, we're on to 2023. It is also cold here in the Northeast. Anything changing for us in 2023, guys? Should we get right to it? We are going to start the uh, 2023 season preview uh, with a couple housekeeping announcements, the first of which is that we are ecstatic uh, to announce that No Laying Up has joined Team Titleist. Neil, tell us about this. That's right. We are a Titleist shop uh, here to four. In all seriousness, this was a very big decision for us. Some would say a, uh, a grown-up decision, something we've been working on, discussing the last couple months, um, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but I, I would like to just say thank you to Callaway for the last, uh, what's it been, six years? They helped us get started. They kind of picked up the phone uh, when we called long ago, helped us get off the ground, and helped us do a lot of the stuff that, you know, Taurus sauce, even strapped, you know, kind of helped us get those franchises off the ground. So we have a, a ton of gratitude for that partnership and uh, very appreciative that they took a chance on us. And I think it's, you know, it was our decision to move on, but we didn't take that lightly. I think we take all our partnerships very seriously. Um, but we are, uh, we are moving on and working with, uh, with Titleist. Possibly the biggest new year, new me, uh, you know, unveiling from, from the NLU squad ever, but, uh, excited for this a is lot not of April fools of any kind, by the way, <laughs> this is not a joke. This is very serious. We should have brought Jim Gray in, <laughs> uh, excited for a lot of the same reasons Neil said, I think, you know, on the, on the content side, there's a lot of very positive benefits that, that we're going to see over the next couple years here. Um, and a lot of, the reason that our channels look the way that they do and a lot of the series that we do and a lot of the voice that we have is is because of a lot of the stuff that we've we've done with Callaway. So like you said, Neil, I'm very, very thankful to them for being able to kind of get all that stuff off the ground. But I think as we're moving forward, I think we've already been kicking around a lot of ideas with Titleist. They obviously have a great staff of tour players to work with. They do a ton in the amateur golf space. Uh, they do a ton in women's golf. There's a lot of things that I think we can really, really, really ramp up. And uh, this is going to allow us to do things really like exactly the way that we want to do them. So I, I think from a content standpoint, I, I would just say, trust us. Things are, things are going to keep, uh, keep getting better. And, and uh, you know, very, very excited for the future. And it's going to come hard and fast. We're recording this podcast, just FYI, on, on December 27th. So if anything major changes in the golf world in the next few days, uh, and in between the release of this podcast and the recording, hopefully we will have some hay in the barn uh, that will make it very clear exactly the kind of content that we are, are hoping to create with them uh, that is going to be hitting our YouTube channels, hopefully in the coming days. Uh, all assuming all goes well, weather-wise and timing-wise and flight-wise, uh, out to uh, Hawaii, which is where we are headed uh, to kick the year off. 
And one thing I will say on that note too, Sol, is that even before that video that I still can't believe is going to come together, uh, comes together, uh, we, you know, by the time you're listening to this pod, we should have a video up on our YouTube channel now of kind of going out and exploring the TPI, the title is Performance Institute, getting fit for all new clubs. You can see how fucking far Ben hits the ball and uh, how much, you know, farther Solly started hitting his four iron and all kinds of that content. So, Tron, you know, just peacocking on everybody about how many foot joy premieres he already had in his closet, uh, now adding more to that stable. So new video there on our YouTube channel for anybody looking for some more uh, more context. And speaking of that video, Tron, tell, tell us about the the fitting process. It's been a while since we've we've done that. I, I'm still kind of buzzing from it. I don't, I don't know how you're feeling. Yeah, we all went off to Oceanside, uh, what was that, three weeks ago now? And uh, just a fantastic day with all the fitters. They brought some of the tour fitters. Uh, it was it was a pretty eye-opening, enlightening experience. Uh, I think part of it is I've been wearing Foot Joy for a long time. All of you guys were wearing the wrong size shoes, a lot of that which was unbelievable. Around. So uh, I would say look for that on our YouTube channel. It should be up now, right? Exactly. We can cut this part if not. <laughs> it should okay. be up now if that if that is not the case. And uh, and yeah, we it, again we got a lot of time to unpack this. This is a, this is a long term deal. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit more on this month's Nest podcast. If you're not a Nest member, you can head to nolangup.com slash join and you can access the uh, monthly behind the scenes podcast there. And also, if you want to just throw a little support at the show, nolangup.com slash join. I think we can also confidently say there's going to be no changes into how this podcast operates. We're still going to talk about. All the things we always do, live, we're going to talk about distance. If you like your podcast, you can keep your podcast. And we got a lot of time to talk about all this. We can't address everything, uh, you know, in this in this intro here because there's a lot of golf to talk about as well. But we look forward uh, to unpacking that with you. And as we mentioned, look look to our uh, YouTube channel this week for hopefully some uh, some fun content to start the year. And really, this is this is something that Randy. I mean, Randy was on staff with Titleist uh, back when we went to Scotland <laughs> for Doris Saw season two. Yeah, this would have saved me so much time of cropping out Randy's Titleist driver out of that whole season. Yeah, that was that was the thing about going out there. It felt like I don't know. I played a nine seventy five J when I was growing up, and then nine eighty three K. Neil, you played the E. That that was a whole nother uh, story there. I had a. <laughs> Set of 962s, Vokey wedges, all that. It feels it feels a little bit like coming back to an old friend. And I think so. you mentioned the wedges. I think that is one thing to to kind of pile onto this. Is it, it's not just Titleist, right? It's Scotty Cameron is under that umbrella. Bob Vokey wedges are under that umbrella. Footjoy is under that umbrella. So there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of of good additive stuff in in the deal here. Well, we're not done with announcements, if I may, because we got an even another enormous announcement uh, which we have not. Uh, we haven't said anything about this to this point. It's been a long time coming, kind of formulating this idea. Um, but we are we're greatly appreciative of all the support we've gotten from listeners regarding our live shows that we've done around major championships these past few years. And we are proud to announce we are going to be taking the Sunday podcast live. Live, you can watch it on YouTube, on Twitter, somewhere around an additional 17 times in 2022. Uh, these events are going to be based around the biggest men's and women's events out there, uh, aside from the men's majors, which we're going to continue doing Thursday through Sunday live shows. You can probably guess which ones it'll be, the elevated tour events, you know, the women's majors, few other big PGA tour events as we see fit. 
Again, you can watch them live on Twitter and YouTube. If you're a regular podcast listener, nothing will change. Uh, you'll still see the, the, this podcast come out on Monday mornings, ready for your Monday morning commute. But if you want to tune in on Sunday night, watch it live or even or listen to it live. Well, you know, for West Coasters, I feel like this is a big one because we're you know sometimes done. Golf is done at 3 p.m. or something out there, and they're looking for for something that Sunday night. So. Uh, the first one we are going to be doing that is this opening weekend for the Century Tournament of Champions. Yes, we are opposite uh, football for this first one, but I think the rest of the Sundays are going to line up pretty great. And we are stoked about this development. So this is this is we're giving people what they wanted. They've loved the live shows. They they rate really highly amongst our downloads and, and interactions. And we're going to be going to be bringing you more of them. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Play me out. <laughs> I don't know if, if TC's mic still works after maxing it out <laughs> on that one, but so I guess uh, we're we're not really on to 2023 yet. We we got some 2022 <laughs> stuff to catch up on here, don't we, Sally? We do, we do. So this is a tradition on this podcast, the season preview podcast. If you have not tuned into this one before, uh, we've I gave you guys a lot of homework. We got a lot of stuff we're going to get into, uh, but specifically if it's something you were not supposed to do homework on was we are going to go through all of the PGA Tour events from 2022, and we are going to see if you guys remember who won those events. Is there anything you guys have done in any of your prep that would have led to knowing the answer on some of these things? Some of it's hard to avoid because we're going to do some superlatives, but uh, can you know? are you coming into this as blind as I'm hoping you're coming into it? I, I am, and, and I'm very frustrated by that because I, this is going to be the worst I've ever done. Like I, I really wanted to cheat because it's going to, it's going to be really bad and take a lot of credibility away from this podcast. I, I have a feeling. Sally, I did a lot of, a lot of research on the DP world tour season, uh, specifically to guard against any sort of malfeasance or cheating. So, uh, I will, I will probably do very poorly as well as DJ. So to guard against your own cheating, you, you researched the DP. No, world I tour. didn't. No, I didn't research. <laughs> That's big of you, Thank TC. you, TC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a TC what? We're doing this, you know, on separate rooms, on separate internet connections. If you don't have an answer, I think you can just kind of sit there. But if you have a guess or an answer as to who won these events, feel free to chime in. Uh, it is a bit of a game, a bit of a race. The first person to get it right gets the point, and we're not keeping track even of the points. But we're most. this is mostly just to laugh at you guys. So I like being on this side. One of these years, I'm going to yeah, have to play the other side of this. this game. <laughs> there, I would definitely have missed some of these. But we're going to start off in the very beginning. I think you guys will get this one. Century Tournament of Champions 2022 winner. Cam. Cam. Get him, TC. Mangy dog. Get him, TC. <laughs> the Wire. Let him know. I hope you get this one, too. The Sony Open in Hawaii, last year's winner. Hideki. That is correct. That's correct. I couldn't remember. I it feels like it was eight years ago, but I, I'm pretty sure that three wood into 18 was was no more than a year ago. I prepared for this game and I had already forgotten this one, so I would I would be impressed if you got this one. American Express winner. Hudson Swafford. Andrew I, Landry. I feel like you're reading that from a screen, Neil. How did you get that one? That's correct, isn't it? Because he's won it that twice. That is correct. It look it looks like you're reading it off a screen. I'm not. I promise you, I do not have this in front of me. No, but you I delivered that. that. You delivered that well. I believe you. Well done. I definitely remember. I was him watching his that. eyes. They look like they were scrolling across <laughs> the screen. But I, I believe you. I believe you. They're if, not. I, I believe you. <laughs> I'm not the one you have to worry about. I was on that. I was on What's that Sunday night podcast to too. I remember. I remember the Amex. Uh, Farmers Insurance Open. <laughs> Sounds like remember the Alamo. Uh, Luke List. <laughs> 
Also correct. Right? Neil. Way to go. Neil, Neil. Right. this game is not something <laughs> I go, saw young buck. Well, you know, I've always I was I've always been good with like the presidents and you know, random history facts. Come on. Get get on my level, boys. Luke List, William William Howard Taft. Yeah, that you know, Rutherford B. Hayes. Got you know guys on that level. Come on, we're, we're going to see Neil's start to drop off once he starts training for the Mount Rainier climb here in, in a couple <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, I was on I was on the <laughs> farmers uh, pod too. But I think. cold cold winter, he's going to be dialed here. AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Tom Hoagie. That is correct. Really? Hell yeah. He beats speed. I saw that one a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't have remembered it, but I did see that one a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. And a lot of lot of replays. That was when Hogecoin was really bucking. <laughs> it was. That was before the crypto crash. That's exactly yeah, that right. That was right before the crypto crash. <laughs> not your keys, not your coin. Waste management, Phoenix Open. Uh, Scotty. Yeah. All right. The next next month is going to be easy here. You could just, yeah, you could default to that <laughs> one when in doubt over the next month. The Genesis Invitational. Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin. You guys are dominating. Uh, what he was just teary-eyed about the biggest win of his career, then joined Liv. <laughs> Sick. A little curveball. This one not as simple. The Honda Classic. Oh, he was gonna get this one. Oh, I can't uh, believe they haven't canceled this tournament yet. It wasn't it Shane Lowry was in the hunt. I don't know if he won. No, that. it was uh, Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka. That's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I had I had a, a DK some nuggies on that. That was big. All right, this is where, this is experts only, the Puerto Rican Open. Puerto Rico Open. That's my fault, Puerto Rico Open. Victor uh, Hovland? No, he's not playing in the Puerto Rico Open. <laughs> he has won it in the past. That is that. That is a, a true. Martin Trainer. Neil is the Jameis Winston of this pod. Like, he was going to do some spectacular <laughs> stuff and then follow it up with a horrible pick six. Well, that was a bad one, for sure. But I feel like Hovland's won it twice, hasn't he? No, he's just no. he's he's what it was. Uh, okay. Kurt Kitayama, Ryan Brem, TC's oh, Ryan. Oh God, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Move on. Bay Hill, Scott Tyrrell Hatton. No, Scotty. No, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I'm struggling, guys. The Players Championship. Cam, get him, TC. That is, <laughs> that is correct. TC only only knows the ones that live players won. Well, th this was kind of where the <laughs> live Portland. This, this is where the vision fund started to started to really take off. The Valspar Championship. Oof. Oh. Uh, Sam Burns. Hovland. I'll say just default to guessing Sam Burns for this one because that is correct. He has won. He won the the Valspar again. One of many duels he's of course going to have uh, with Riley Davis or Davis Riley. Um, <laughs> That's a, God, that was I, a good quote. A I'm lot of duels said, we're going to have in the future. <laughs> which they did have another one later in the year, which yeah, was kind of crazy. Egg, egg on my face. Uh, the WGC Dell Technologies match play. Scotty Scheffler. That is correct. But I would be stunned if anyone gets this one. Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Hmm. Joel Damon. Good guess, oh. but not accurate. That was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. Akshay? Uh, You're not going to get it. <laughs> Akshay is a sick guess. <laughs> he wanted the beach, though. I remember he wanted the beach on the Neil, just throw it tour. away. Was like throw the ball away. Do not throw late over the middle of the field, okay? We don't. All right, let's get this the field goal. I can make this throw. <laughs> it is Chad Ramey, which I uh, still, I don't know if that's ac even accurate on the website because I don't have a single memory of that. The Valero Texas Open. I remember Rory missed the cut. Does that count? Well, Spieth won the year before. Sam Burns. 
He got himself involved in the uh, no laying up uh, Christmas thread. He had an unusable golf gift. Oh, uh, uh, JJ, JJ respawned. He respawned. That's right. He respawned. That is exactly right. <laughs> the Masters tournament. Scott. That is correct. That was this year. That was this year. Yes. The Masters? last year. Yeah. No, like Scotty winning. Yeah. That feels like it was four years ago. That's what. That's what I said. TC's only gotten the live players right so far. So, <laughs> the RBC Heritage. Spieth. No idea. Spieth won that. That is spliff. Yeah, you believe that, TC? Yeah, he, had, he balled out that Sunday. <laughs> I was sick. I had COVID. I was still stuck in Scotland. Watched the Be whole thing. Crazy. That was sick. The Zurich <laughs> Classic of New Orleans. Cantlay and Xander. Big week right. for Neil. Big ass week for Neil. That was another win for the uh, for the Beluga. Another win for for Marcus by Goldman Sachs too, <laughs> for sure. The Mexico Open at Vidanta, John Ram. Ram. That is correct. The Wells Fargo Championship, Max. No, I Max. Know. Max Homa. Correct. <laughs> oh, sorry, I really Max. that that Neil. I let that ball go and was like, oh god, I hope that's right. <laughs> <laughs> How about that run like, of Scotty, Spieth, Xander, Cantlay, Rom, and Max in the in a four or five week stretch there in uh, April into May? The uh, TPC Craig Ranch Open, otherwise known as the AT and T Byron Nelson. Uh, C. No. KJ. Oh, uh, KH Lee. No, no. KH Lee. Correct. Correct. TPC Craig James is, has been getting a lot of run lately. TC that always always makes me laugh. <laughs> Remember the five. <laughs> PGA Championship. Uh, Justin JT. Thomas. Yes, well JT. The Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, Scotty lost to Sam Burns. You got That's it. Right. That is correct. The Memorial Tournament presented by Workday. Can't let Damn it. Bart, Bart Bryant. Rest in peace, TC. Come on, that's... <laughs> That's I know it was an homage. Wasn't Rom? No, was it not Cantlay? No, Barber. They don't. They don't remember who won my tournament. <laughs> was it Digital Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Get you with that one, Sully. You saw you know, <laughs> a little, little laugh stuck there. <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to give you guys this one. We got to get the memorial. Come on. I know this is bad. Um, TC, this was a you won on this pick. This was a vision. Fund I won pick. on yeah. I won so oh, many God. picks. I won the Sam Burns pick for <laughs> Colonial as well. I won Hovland? the Joaquin pick. I can't even remember all of them. You won two this week because Minji Lee won the U.S. Uh, Women's Open the same week. I hate that I know this. Uh. he's your boy. Brian I a lot of boys. Billy Horschel. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. I, honestly, I don't really have a recollection of that. <laughs> they got to ha stop having that opposite the U.S. Women's Open, which they do this year. That was a good win. You're right. That was a good win for me. That was a big week. <laughs> that was a good win, comma. That was a good win for me. For me. <laughs> for me. That was a great win for me. The Vision Fund, man. Uh, the RBC Canadian Open. The Rib. The Riblet. Mick Rib. Over Big Tone, right? Yeah, that you, the United States Open Championship, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick, the Travelers Championship, not Sahid, not uh, uh, yeah, Sam Burns. This guy won a lot this past year, and it's it's a lot of people don't respect it. Uh, Tony, no, well, all, all, good good answer there, but not not correct. <laughs> 
God, this is, it's kind of amazing. Like, it's an amazing look into this guy's whole career. Not he's Harris just, English. He won the year just before. never tip of the tongue. He's never outside the top five, and you just don't think of his name. Patrick Reed? <laughs> top five? Xander? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Really? That's what, this is the start. Of, he went on a heater over the summer. Yeah, give us the Scottish Open or the, or the Dermot Desmond Pro-Am thing. <laughs> John Deere Classic. TC, come on. We sent our best man out there. It wasn't. I was there early in the <laughs> it week. It was because uh, um, I remember Chris Goddard played really well, but he didn't win. Correct. And so did uh, uh, Scott Stallings. But Stallings played so well the entire season. I can't I don't think he, he won either. Yeah, I might need Any a hint hints, on this one. And it wasn't Chez, unfortunately, which, he which went, was a Chez, bummer for all the Chez patrons. Chez won the Barracuda. He went total ape shit. I think he was bogey-free or really close to being bogey-free. He's won a tournament going bogey-free before. And JT Post. That is correct. Oh, nice. nice. The, I'll be surprised with this one. The Barbasol Championship. You're not going to get this one. We're going to move on. Trey Mullinax. Yeah. Uh, That's your boy. Generally abstain from the Barbasol. <laughs> It, uh, it's it's pretty tough time of year to go two tournaments in the same week, but the uh, the Genesis Scottish Open, Xander, 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 uh, asterisk though because it's such a bad course. The Open Championship, do it, Cam, TC, baby. <laughs> let him know, TC. <laughs> the Barracuda Championship, Chess. 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 Oots, 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 oots. All Let's right, go. this part this part we can fly by because it's going to be very easy. The three M Open. Big Tone, the, rock, the Rocket tone. Mortgage Classic. Ooh, Big Tone. Wait, wait, Big Tone won both of those? Correct. Allegedly, <laughs> while we were out of the country like a coward. <laughs> uh, the Wyndham Championship. Big Tone. <laughs> was it? Was this when there was a massive playoff, or was that the year before? That was the year was before. Like, yeah, I don't know. Brian Harmon. The guy went out and shot twenty-seven on the opening nine on Sunday. Oh, duh, Tom Kim. Tom Kim. Come Tom on. Kim. The FedEx St. Jude Championship. Zalatoris. The rib? Will Zalatoris. That's right. The, the BMW Championship. There. <laughs> the rib? I'll get I'll excuse you guys for this one because we were so focused on uh Oh, that's the, right. The that's meeting. the week we were doing that's all the Sunday. Delaware reports. I was climbing Rainer too, so Cantlay, I was not plugged maybe? in here. It was Cantley. That's yeah. correct. Cantley went back to back at the BMW. That's yeah. right. That's right. Tour championship. Uh, the rib. Are we the talking? Rib? Yeah. Yes, the rib is correct. Did uh, the rib win win both the gross and the net? Pretty sure he did. did. Yeah, yeah, because he okay. ran. That's so impressive. That we'll, was a lot we'll better through, than I thought it was going to be. You guys did pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. There was some, that, like, running through the, that name, those names of winners. Pretty damn good season on the For PGA real. Tour. Great For sure. Some of those guys left, of course, but uh, holy shit, man! If Cam Smith was still on this tour, how? freaking good the talent would be well listen it, isn't it just uh, just two of them left neiman Swafford and, and well yeah, yeah Swafford, Swafford and neiman and, and cam, cam just won a lot of events and cam won a ton and like cam's the a ones. tough a tough loss for the vision fund too like that's true. a lot of my i mean cam and joaquin yeah a you, lot of my you need to get some betting markets stood up on those live events yeah um all right let's do the fall events let's see how many you get here the oh, fortnet championship max max Correct. Max. Sanderson Farms. Chicken uh, Championship. Hovland. Nope. 
1.42 million for the Sanderson Farms. I did not realize the purse was that good. Yeah, I thought it was like a weirdly good winner. It is Mackenzie Hughes. I don't think you guys were going to get there. Oh, Um, didn't know that. The Shriners Children's Open. Totally didn't watch a shot of this one. No idea. I abstained. Um, Tom Kim, yet again. Oh, right. I take it back. I did watch that. The Zozo Championship. Uh, uh, Keegan. Got it. Well done. The CJ Cup uh, in South Carolina. The Rib. Uh, The Rib. That is right. The Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Come on, TC. I need you on this one. Chad Ramey. No, he already <laughs> won one. <laughs> Two-time two two winner. winner, Chad Ramey. <laughs> there is a country that is going to be very mad at you for not oh, knowing of course. this, TC. I know this one, TC. I'll leave it for you, though. <laughs> Nikolai Ho- Hoygaard. No. Seamus. That's exactly right. Oh, Seamus, Seamus Power. Power. The Irish are going to be so mad at you. The Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. Guys, I would not have done well in the fall. I'm not going to lie. And I did. I was on all these pods. Hovland. Was that Hovland? It was not. It was Henley. Russell Henley. Oh, Hovland was right. hero. That's what it was. They have a great trophy. I remember that. Right. The Houston Open. Oh. Uh, Paul Wall. <laughs> it wasn't Paul Wall? J.J. Watt. I'm going to make DJ say the name again. Oh, Big Tone, of course. That's of course. exactly right. And then. The- probably cheating with Jim Crane down there. The RSM Championship, or RSM Classic, excuse me. Oh, Adam Svensson. You got it. Wow, well done. Thank you. I did watch that one. And that is it for the 2022 seasons season winners game. <laughs> and, and Hovland won the hero, just so I'm not grasping his straws. Okay. What about, the, what about the QBE? Who won that? I have no idea. Sahith and Tom Hokey. Okay. We have a new category this year, but before we get to that, I want to give a shout out to, of course, our friends at Roback. You all know Roback. You have probably seen it everywhere this holiday season. These guys understand quality. There's only one way to describe Roback. It is best fit and best feel. Their performance polos, they fit so much better than your typical boxy polos. The four-way stretch is next level. The material is super soft while staying wrinkle-free. They went through over 20 iterations of the collar alone to ensure it keeps its shape but does not get in the way of your golf swing. Second, the performance Q-zips are a game changer. I was just hitting balls in my Q-zip this morning. Nothing beats a round of fall golf in a rowback Q-zip. They're soft, stretchy, and comfortable. They work great on and off the golf course. And lastly, the rowback performance hoodies, the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. Nothing beats starting or ending your day in a rowback hoodie. I have struggled to take these off to the point where I'm I'm going to need some new colorways from Roback. You got my address. Just send them. They're going to get worn. I just need I, I got to mix it up. I can't wear the green one four times a week. I can't do it. They are simply the best hoodies in the game. They're gaining traction big, big time, and you can use code NLU at Roback.com for 20% off your first order. That is R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com, 20% off polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. They got joggers as well. Go check them out. Shout out to Roback. Sully, you hit balls this morning? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 38 degrees. I have been reinvigorated with the game of golf. I, I was going to say, if there, you know, if there's not a better endorsement of how excited we are about the uh, new clubs, I, I don't really know what it is. It, the ball's coming out of the window. TC, I played with you last week. I shot my lowest round of the year with only half of the new clubs. The, the, it just... Golf is going to look a lot different for me. It has changed my goals, which we'll talk about on the on the goals podcast. I went. Uh, you, you were, guys you know, were pretty. You guys know how much, astonished. You guys know how much I hate golf, but I was uh, <laughs> I was so excited to hit balls the other day. I was looking for a simulator place. They were all booked up, so I had to go to the one in the Brewers Stadium, 
which meant I had to park like way out in the parking lot and walk across that parking lot when it was like, I think the real feel was like negative 39 degrees or something like that. And winds just blowing 45. Uh, that's how excited I was to hit balls the other day. So Sally, I, I, tr- I commend your uh, getting out to the range today. I feel you. Shout out to, for our ability to turn a rowback ad into a title set. That was impressive. <laughs> well, so expect there that are, all year long, guys. Is, there's some new rowback quarter zips coming to the NLU Pro Shop here in the next Ooh. couple days. Probably by the time this is out, you should go check the Pro Shop. Sick. Oh, Neil's dropping in a zinny boy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Strap in, baby. It's superlative time. <laughs> new category for this year. We are doing superlatives, but the caveat to this was you had to come up with your own category, whatever your could be best, worst, could be anything. I asked you guys to do between five and ten. I kind of figured you guys were going to do default around five, and that's where I'm at, but you guys have got me all excited because you said you have more than this. We're going to go around the horn. Uh, you can just name it. It's, I can't tell you how open this is. You get to give away awards, and you get to make up the award. Who wants to go first? Solly, why don't you go first? I'll go first. Tron, why don't you go first? <laughs> My favorite shot of the year. Brandon Matthews driving the 432-yard <laughs> par-4 18th hole at Victoria National. That was awesome. Uh, I would have lost that bet. I would have thought I, I for sure thought you were going to go Cam's third at 17 at the old course. Yeah, that yeah, was that was up there. I mean, you could. Epic. There was probably 30 different shots you could have done of Cam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Cam's third at, at the uh, or, or second on the 18th hole at TPC Sawgrass this year, which was uh, also sick. Also, also sick. <laughs> A lot of ways we could go here, obviously. I'll start with just kind of a punchy quick one. Let's go with most lucrative own goal of the year. Uh, that's going to be Taylor Gooch accidentally joining Live Golf. <laughs> where, Big you head. know, I think it kind of slowly trickled out throughout the year where where he was kind of like, yeah, I kind of was, I just was trying to play one event and, you know, I didn't think they were going to actually suspend me and then they suspended him. And then, you know, he goes on to do great, massive, big things uh, with uh, whatever TV's on, the the four aces made $10.3 million on the golf course this year. So, you know, I, I don't know if he got anything for signing, uh, you know, his, his very astute negotiation process, but, uh, you know, mo- very lucrative own goal. That, that's where I'm going to start. I've got the, uh, the coach prime. I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie award. Just, a, I think a really impressive crop of youngsters this year with Cam Young, Zalatoris, Sahith and Tom Kim being the top of the list. Like those are like household names for avid golf fans. And they, it's hard to believe like they were other than Zalatoris, they weren't, they weren't around last year at this time. Like we didn't know their names. So uh, I, I just think that the, uh, the young talent is, and it's not, it's not stopping. I mean, it feels like there's a lot of dudes waiting in the wings through PGA tour U and stuff. So um, it's Louie baby. That's what, that's my, uh, that's my first superlative. That's a good and one, Scotty. I think I think you're yeah. Uh, yeah, and Scott. I guess you could say Scott. Well, Scotty was around the year before, though. He had he was kind of you know. He did a lot. still didn't the, believe in him. He was kind of gassing <laughs> up the jet late 2021. Plus, Scotty's like 45, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That young crowd. <laughs> I am with you, Neil. I think like what's interesting is we're at kind of like a, an interesting point of uh, a lot of these guys' careers, where JT and Spieth and all those guys that like used to be those young up and comers are all kind of low key getting older and uh there is a very serious crop of of dudes coming i think shout out to smartin just had a good uh 10 names you should know going into the season piece on pjtour.com that was really good and you mentioned a lot of them but Goderup you mentioned earlier pearson cootie and gordon Sargent, and there's they're, they're coming they're here's coming. here's the issue though like 
I, 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 there's enough, there's talent to be excited about. The tour needs some villains to come up. Like they yeah. need some, uh, you know, they lost some talent, but they, they lost more in like personality and like Q score of Phil Bryson Brooks, those guys leaving. And it, it, it's it's really hard for talent to pop that much on screen. Like they need superstars, right? And they got they still got a ton of them there, but it's it's uh, the tour is a little bit at risk at coming becoming very vanilla. In that, um, you know, if there's not like a little a little give and take with some of the guys that are easy to root for and guys you definitely root against, it's just kind of like, oh, all right, Xander won again. All right, Rom won uh, versus like Bryson winning be, being like what gets you juiced up to talk about golf the next day. So uh, who do you want to like turn heel and, and be, be a villain, like lean into it. That's a good question. You know, I, it, I would it say Xander. Just, I kind of wish Xander yeah. would, or Cantley. One of those guys would Cantlay just like kind of plays that character. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not faking it. He's just, you know, kind of a cold blooded dude. And it's not as much villain as much as like be a little bit polarizing, at least a little bit, right? Like I don't think Cantley's polarizing. I don't think Xander has much of a chance of being polarizing. I don't know. It's going to be. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that, you know, with the new new tour setup and all that stuff. I'm going to go with the best comma of the year. This is coming from Rory McIlroy on Phil Mickelson. He said, "I don't want to kick someone while he's down, obviously, comma, but." Uh, this is referring to his statements uh, that were reported by Al Chipnick. He said, I thought they were naive, selfish, egotistical, and ignorant, uh, which I just enjoyed that, that statement very much. I don't want to kick some of them down, but however, uh, so Rory wins that award. TC? It's like the uh, Tracy McGrady. Remember when he was talking about whoever the magic GM was? He's like, man, like I don't want to talk bad on anybody. But that guy's an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think best feel-good story. Uh, I'm going to keep it going with the with the Corn Ferry Tour stuff. Taylor Montgomery finally getting his card after double heartbreak the year prior. He finished 26th in the uh, regular season and the Corn Ferry Finals. Uh, and then he comes out and he just absolutely dominated the fall. Uh, to Much to DJ and I's delight. I think our guy's going to win this year, TC. I, I didn't even put it in too. my big predictions because I think it's it's such a lock. Back to me. Let's go with uh, – I'm going to go with the um, – what I'm calling couldn't this have been an NFT award. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to give that to the artist who made the Scotty Scheffler Waterloo sparkling water <laughs> mural. I don't know why that had to be a real physical thing that was as big as like a door. I don't know where they're going to put it. <laughs> Uh, I did some research. Uh, it, was, it was produced by an artist named Gemini, but spelled with a J. Uh, looks like he does a lot of work for for Waterloo, which is interesting. Interesting gig. So uh, I just want to let you know he does have a, a big NFT collection on sale currently right now. It's called Twenty One Seventy Seven uh, ANC Wandering Kita Collection. It's described as quote cyberpunk without the dystopia. Um, so I would encourage others to to check that out. But I thought that could have been an NFT. Gemini and also a place you could buy Luna, which is now at zero. <laughs> How about that? That's that's impressive. Deej, to your first superlative, I'm curious if Spieth is going to send the elevator back down. Mm. Like storyline to watch in 2023 is Spieth still the kid or mm. does he have to God, graduate? Because now he's a father. So fathers aren't kids. You know what I mean? So it could, I, be, I could be a storyline. Love to spend a couple hours unpacking that with you, Neil. Let's watch um, this space. Finding out that Finding out that Cam Young is a father. That's wild. Uh, kind of shook me this year a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. 
Um, so I'm going to have to <laughs> process that here. Uh, but I would like to give you my next superlative, which is the heavyweights award uh, presented by Tony Perkis, the lighting fixture king of New Tony York. Tony Perkis Sr. That's Tony Perkis Sr., of course. Uh, he was happy enough. To, he was nice enough to, to <laughs> present this award. I, I just have open championships in general. I, I was trying to think back on the year and the U.S. Open and the open championship leaderboards, like going back and looking at them. I mean, it was just fascinating. It had, it had heavyweights, but it also had like guys you couldn't wait to watch fade, like looking at you, Keegan. You had some up and comers like, you know, Cam Young, where you're like, man, this guy really has it. And I just thought both of those tournaments um, far exceeded my expectations and they were so much fun to watch. I, I think they'll be tough to beat from a drama standpoint, just with all the stuff that was going on around them as well for them to uh, to turn into like the the all out brawl that the U S open was. And then like the duel that the uh, open championship was, I just think that was like some of the best golf I've watched in a long time here, here next up for me is going to be uh, the best attempt at a correction after no laying up reported that uh, Bryson DeChambeau had told multiple tour players that he was done playing the tour. Uh, Bryson issued this statement he said, I'm very disappointed to miss the Genesis Invitational this week at one of my favorite golf courses on tour. I'm currently in the process of rehabbing a hip and hand injury, which I am making positive progress on day by day. That's not the inaccurate part. The next part that he tries to make a correction, he says, there are many false reports going around by the media that are completely inaccurate. Any news regarding my health or playing schedule will come directly from me and my team only. This is just another inaccurate report. I look forward to getting healthy and seeing everyone soon. Of course, just a few months later, we find out in the actual antitrust claim, uh, which is this is taken verbatim from the antitrust claim from Liv to the PGA Tour. So the tour's threats of punishment and career destruction greatly affected Liv's golf ability to sign enough elite professional golfers to fill out its league. Some players, including plaintiff DeChambeau, who had previously signed contracts with Liv Golf, were forced to publicly profess loyalty to the tour. So I great. I'm still waiting on the correction to the correction, uh, where Bryson comes out and acknowledges that uh, he tried to make us look bad and failed miserably, uh, very miserably at that. But I have not seen a correction to the correction. I look forward to including that on the 2023 superlative <laughs> list. You you owe this court an apology, Senator. <laughs> you know, GSE baby, TC. I love it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I was going to save this one. I'm going to come out and say it right now. My manipulator of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Always a hotly contested award. I would like to shout out, uh, a gentleman who I think is currently 68th in the world, uh, who, who none of you have ever heard of before, uh, Kazuki Higa. Uh, he stands five foot two <laughs> and he won four times this year on the Japan tour. So, so something to watch. He he's been including he's, the Dunlop Phoenix. Has no idea yeah. my favorite player in the world is ranked that high. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like TC just issued like a, a Interpol red notice. I can't I tell. Think, it seems uh, like you're in on this guy. I think at oh, uh, him and him and Tyga, yeah. At five Rack two, City, I think baby. he flew a little <laughs> under my radar. <laughs> oh gosh, where should I go? I was gonna save this one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of build on uh, what Solly was was going with. This is loosely based on a PJ Tour award. They they no longer, of course, give the comeback player of the year award. They replaced it with the Courage Award, uh, probably ten years ago or so, uh, which has been given to many deserving 
recipients, Eric Compton, uh, Jared Lyle, Morgan Hoffman, DJ Gregory. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bryson this year, uh, who overcame a lot uh, and was still able to go on and finish 26th on Liv's money list, um, despite a lot of <laughs> adversity. Uh, of course, Sully, you mentioned the the fake news media taking him to task for some categorically false reporting. He inspired millions in April, claimed a top five in the Dude Perfect All Sports Battle at Augusta. Uh, was undone when his his volleyball found the creek at thirteen. He put out a video about or a tweet about that video, uh, saying, "quote This is how we hashtag grow the game," uh, which went on to be retweeted forty two times. He was clearly out of sorts at the Masters, seventy six eighty. Had wrist surgery right after that to to kind of fix his his hand. Had to WD from the PGA. That's another Please. thing we've reported on that he said was inaccurate. Just want to clarify that. But totally. That yeah, that turned out to be totally <laughs> false as well. Uh, late June, he joins Live. Uh, you know, forges the identity of Crusher's GC. Right after that, he's in the he's back in the gym. He's making YouTube content with Tim Tebow. Some mixed feedback <laughs> to that one that I saw. Uh, I saw Blake said, quote, two great men and great patriots. But then the next reply said, quote, your bro sold out to the 9-11 murder family. So results were mixed, or kind of response was mixed <laughs> on that video. In Live Chicago, he had the rope thing. I don't know, you know, I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. And then November, this is really kind of why I wanted to, to talk about this, because I don't know that we really gave this the attention that it deserved. He admitted that he now regretted his famous bulking decision. This was on the Five Clubs podcast uh Who saying quote, seen that coming saying quote that? i ate improperly for almost a year and a half and was starting to feel weird uh and just to recap what he was eating during that stretch this is from dylan DeChair of uh, golf.com uh this was his breakfast neil every day four eggs five strips of bacon toast and two to three protein shakes then during golf he would have uh go macro bars a pb and j and three more protein shakes on the course after golf, he would have a snack and another protein shake. And then for dinner, he would have steak, potatoes, and two more protein shakes. Did that for a year and a half and uh, said he, quote, felt weird. So, And, you, and you're saying that he was having trouble digesting that? Is he that was. What we're yeah, his, his gut biomes were, were off, I believe. Huh. And now he's been doing Whole30, and he's down 20 pounds. So it takes a lot of courage to go through all of that. So, you know, a long-winded way of, of awarding the Courage Award to Bryson DeChambeau. When golf was off for three months, uh, you know, for COVID in 2020, and you know, everyone was coming to Schwab to play that event, we got a text from uh, a, all, a mutual friend of all of ours that had said he was there, and he's like, I cannot explain to you how big Bryson is. I, no, I he said, he said quote, I'm aghast at how big <laughs> Bryson is. And over the course of the year, he had to, like, just walking that much, he could not maintain that big. But it is easy to forget how enormous he was for the Schwab and how far he was hitting the ball and it did not last very long, but golly, that was some entertaining content. I don't have a lot of predictions that work out, but that one was, that one was pretty spot on back in 2020. Like, I just don't think that's going to, this is going to end well when you just try to put on 60 pounds by any means possible. Uh, I want to follow on Deej with your award and mine is the holiday and express award. Uh, you know, I'm not, are you a doctor? No, but I did say the Holiday Express kind of sums up. I think James Hahn was a a, a runner-up finisher <laughs> because he pretty much everything he tweets is like, dude, what are you talking about? But I've got Bryson as the Holiday and Express award winner just because it's like, rewind to two years ago. It's like, dude, I'm pushing the limits of human achievement. No one's going to get as big as me. And this is like, this is the new thing. And then 
now here we are. It's like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got that wrong. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, man, you can't just like stay the holiday in and be an expert on like how to, you know, not rip your body apart, trying to put on too much weight. So, uh, that was, that was good stuff. I don't have a place to put this other than, uh, if you mentioned James Han. So both Siwoo Kim and Sung JM got married recently and, uh, (laughs) the PGA tour posted a photo of Sung Jay getting married and with, with a caption that congratulated him. And James Hahn retweeted it saying, Oh my God, you probably gave Sung Jay's parents a heart attack. Congrats to Siwoo. Uh, miss. I, so it was James Hahn that thought he was catching an error on the PGA tour account, which was promptly deleted, but I got a, a great, great laugh out of that one. <laughs> can't, can't get anything past James Hahn. Nothing. My best self-fulfilling prophecy, I'm realizing I'm very live-heavy with a lot of this stuff so far, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to lay claim to things before you guys get to them. But best self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, somebody said this on February 23rd, uh, said, I think it's going to still keep going. I think there will still be talk. I think everyone talks about money. They've got enough of it. I don't see it backing down. They can just double up and they'll figure it out. They'll get their guys. Somebody will sell out and go to it. Does anybody know who said that? I'm going to guess that was Brooks Kepka. That was Brooks Kepka uh and a few months later he uh he, he was one of their guys and they got him and somebody sold out and went for it and that was Brooks Kepka. Tough. My favorite, you know, a lot of cancellations this week with Southwest and and all that stuff. My favorite cancellation <laughs> of the year was Solly getting canceled during the BMW PGA at Wentworth after oh, just absolutely disrespecting the queen. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, which way, which time did I get canceled? Yeah. I can't even remember what you said, but you just, you know, so it was after she died, they're talking about an RIP to to the queen. Of course. course. Talking about stopping the tournament or delaying it or whatever. And it was, you know, all the live guys that were playing in that event that week. And there was a, that was a big topic of conversation. Live is really humming at that point. And all I said was like, I don't think this website's going to be able to handle it if this tournament is 54 holes, because there were so many jokes flying around to start the week. Oh my gosh, the Ian Poulter is going to be so tired by the time it comes to Sunday because it's 72 holes. And that's literally all I said. And people flipped out to the point that I had to delete the tweet just because it was in a, all the shitheads were, were doing the whole thing. That was, if they get canceled for that, it is just merely inevitable that a cancellation is coming. I can't believe you deleted it. I can't believe, I can't believe you let it's him There's a lot of like, that's crass. Like, oh, the flushing you, at golf, just that whole fa- fake outrage <laughs> ecosystem just had can't a field day with I can't believe you would say that. something like this in, in this time. So, some of them, some of them proceeded to, you know, equated to 9 11 mm. that we were. See, now we're going to get you they, canceled, they TC. Let's, let's, let's steer into the. the no, TC's I, uncancelable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead and try. Like Molly Brown. Uh, that's a good one, TC. I, I, I really like that one. I'll do a quick one. My last one was long. Uh, this is the Michael Ginsburg I Don't Think About You at All award. Matt Wolf. Just don't think about him. Mm. That's it. That's, he, that's just a good totally one. gone. I, I don't, don't think about him at all. So I'll, I'll tag along with yours. I have the O'Doyle's, O'Doyle <laughs> Rules Award, and this goes to Brooks Kefka. Just like classic bully shithead behavior just all on display during that u.s open week where if anybody dared ask him a question why are you doing that why why would you do that why just the way that he it's not that he went to live i'm cool with that it's just the way he went about it at every opportunity tried to like you know punch people back in the face and it's just like man like just true colors showing don't like that guy that really rubbed me the wrong way oh doyle rules 
I got a feeling your whole family's going down. Okay. You, you led me right into what I'm calling the best tweet that I, I don't want to say the best. This is what I'm calling it. I don't want to say best tweet of the year, but I was too lazy to keep looking past this one is what I'm calling this award, which is from Kevin Van Valkenburg from that very same week, Neil. He said, few performances have ever been less sincere than Kepka's. How dare you? I haven't even thought about this routine at the U.S. Open last week. Jenna was more convincing and committed to a role in the Sharknado movie. Oh, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that one. How about when Jenna uh, thought she was breaking the news on the OWGR stuff by saying congrats to these guys for getting OWGR points this week on her Instagram, and all the outlets are quoting her as the source. <laughs> oh, what a stupid fucking year this was. <laughs> I've got the uh, the FTX Global Award. Slink.io. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, good good poll, TC. Misappropriation of Corporate Funds Award. Yeah, I don't think that one got enough run. Uh, Slink.io was the title sponsor of the Dubai Desert Classic, uh, among other things, on the European tour. Uh, they uh, turned out to be just, you know, like basically they just didn't have any money. The They had taken all sorts of investment from all sorts of different reputable sources, and the CEO just stopped paying people, but they had their, their logo on people's collars, on, uh, you know, the uh, Dubai event, all this stuff. So I don't know. I just wanted to just shout that That's out. That's a good one. I like that. And it's kind of amazing that FTX didn't get into golf Yeah. either with all the other money they spent across sports. I feel Thank you to everyone reaching out. If I was caught up in the FTX thing, I can proudly <laughs> confirm that I have not, not caught up in any way, shape or form. Shout out to the umpires though. I feel bad for those guys. They're all going to have to lose their FTX patches. Solly learned his lesson when Hogecoin took a nosedive. <laughs> he was like, I got I to gotta get my key. I got to get some cold storage going. <laughs> I'm going to call this one simply the you don't know unless you ask award. And that is uh, going to Larry Klayman and Patrick Reed for asking for $750 million <laughs> in their, their defamation lawsuit against Brandel Chambly, uh, Damon Hack, Shane Bacon, Eamon Lynch. Uh, I think they threw the New Yorker in there. You got to put the number out there. Make, make them say no. You know, if you don't know unless you ask. By the way, speaking of lawsuits, did you guys see that that uh, Gary Player is now suing his grandson as well as his Which son? Which I saw that night. I was like, didn't he already do that? Like, I can't even really keep track of that family <laughs> anymore. That did not seem like news to me. Maybe it is. I, I'll take your word for it. But it didn't seem like news to me. I feel like Gary and Jack Nicholas need to start suing each other. That's like the next frontier. I think that's that's next up on the on the bingo board. Uh, I've got one more, and I, I'll end on a high note. But something that I've I've maybe said before, but just kind of reinforced this year. This is the Home Alone Two Award uh, for two reasons. A quote from that movie: "Oh my God, it happened again." And the sequel is better than the original. I believe Home Alone Two is better than Home Alone. And this goes to Max Homa. I just think you got a guy that goes from being like the number one amateur top player as a junior in college, and then completely loses it, loses his card, loses his confidence. Uh, and then now you sit here and he's a five-time PGA Tour winner with it, it feels like the sky's the limit. And I just kind of – it just makes me really, really happy because I, I just can't think of another player. Golf is one of those things where, like, once you lose the edge, it, it doesn't come back. And so to see him bounce back like this to just be in the top 20 in the world is like I, – I don't think that gets a, enough – uh, or maybe I don't think about how how rare that is. So I just think that that's a um, a very happy uh, highlight from this year. That's a beautiful one. I love it. 
I'm going to go with, yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch <laughs> award, which if you don't know what that's in reference to, it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, cool uh, deal. Cool deal. I, I got, <laughs> let me go with this one. <laughs> Please, I'm really excited about this one. Pat Perez in February said, Jay Monahan's done a phenomenal job getting our purses to go up. We've got $12 million events now, $20 million events. They're only going to keep climbing. I heard in five years, the FedEx Cup winner is going to win $52 million. That's pretty awesome. And as he should, as he should, Jay and the tour, from what I understand, is doing a phenomenal job. They talk about growing the game. I don't see how that group over there is growing the game. The tour has done phenomenal things. Phil's made a fortune. I don't know how much more fortune he needs, but if he is really trying to help our tour, I'd be behind him for that. I just don't know about it. Like I said, I don't know enough about what this guy's saying or this guy's saying or what's going on with the tour because I haven't been approached by anybody. So I have no idea what the Saudi group is trying to do, where they're going to play. Do they have the spots? I've got no reason to bitch about anything. I'm kind of one of those lucky guys that I think see it the right way. Pat Perez, four months later. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. <laughs> Jay Monahan doesn't listen to the players. Somehow the tour, they keep talking about, oh, yeah, we work for you. We work for the players. We work for the players. It's the opposite. Seems like we work for them. We don't have a say in anything. Saul, you're biased, man. You're just biased. <laughs> Hell yeah. Can I just say, though, the use of like people misusing bias, like you're biased. You're not bias. You're not like Len bias. You're biased. I think I've talked about this before. It's important. It just though. It grinds my gears, man. That's good stuff. I've never heard those two back to back. That's that's heartwarming. That's from I I took that straight from Kyle Porter's Normal Sport too, which I so again, in a word I would call those quotes iconic. <laughs> <laughs> iconic. Do you see you got a couple more in the chamber? I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Uh, I just wanted to give. This isn't even a superlative. I just wanted to make light of this. <laughs> Will Zalatoris finished seventh in the race to Dubai. He didn't really play in any European tour events. He played I don't in know the if he's four ever been majors. Outside the country. And he played the Scottish Open, which I guess is a co-sanctioned event. And he played the match play. That's it. And he, and he finished seventh. The majors. In the, in the race. He should, have been, your, yeah, the he should have been your manipulator yeah. of the year. He had to be on the short yeah, list. It's, well, it's getting there. Uh, and then, you know what? I will do. Uh, uh, foreshadowing. My favorite foreshadowing. Big Bob McIntyre winning the Italian Open. Ah, there it is. At Marco Simone. <laughs> DC's going to get canceled over the Italian Open. That would be the highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah, just a couple more. I'll go with biggest cool man of the year. Just cool man. Oh, God, this is good. This was September 29th. Tweet just totally out of nowhere uh, with a kind of LinkedIn-style <laughs> I know head, what this is. LinkedIn-style headshot attached to it. All, all in. Grateful to play the game I love professionally. Winner of 11 worldwide events, 40 top 10 finishes, top 20 golfer in the world. Hashtag thankful. That was Jason Kokrak. <laughs> and to that, I, I would just say, cool, man. <laughs> Very cool, man. Kokrak stole the show on social this year. <laughs> I got just a couple. We can trade off if you're, if uh, I don't have too many more, but I had the best opening line, which of course is, I can't believe we've made it this far. Surely you jest <laughs> and surely your lawyers, at the PGA tour must be holding their breath. Like nothing will ever beat that. Uh, of course, coming from Greg Norman to Jay Monahan. Uh, I, I'm just ignoring the administrator's championship and the other beauties in that to say that was an incredible opener. And I congratulate third leg Greg for that one. Did he say the administrator's championship? Yeah, it's like it basically That's said like sick. it's called the players' championship, not the administrators' championship. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I must have missed that one. Third leg, Greg rules. <laughs> I think my favorite, my favorite surprise play of the year was uh, when when third leg Greg tried to do the Minotaur deal. 
that like the Minotaur hadn't even played an event since like 2020. Uh, and he's like, all right, we've got these events. It's like a $75,000 purse. And we're making a couple of them live tour events, and they're going to have a $25 million purse. And uh, just, just did that outrageous. Work? Did that work? I forget how that ended up. The TBD. Okay, man. TBD. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best part about that, I, so I wrote about that for uh, Kyle Porter's book, and I think the Mina Tour money list winner previously won like 9800 bucks or something like that. Uh, for for the season, or maybe it was like forty. It might have been like forty grand or something like that. And then, yeah, the Brooks Kepka was the winner this year with like two point seven million, something like that. It was really compelling stuff. Cool. Uh, uh, rules. Cool, man. Brooks Kepka uh, won the Minotaur, like money was. Yeah, the order of merit. <laughs> it was. It's good stuff. That'll live in the history. That's books. incredible. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Best par, worst par of the year, and they both happened on the same nine of the old course uh best par of course being cam smith getting up and down from behind the road hole bunker putting it around the like slingshotting it around the uh around the bunker out to like 10 feet makes the 10 footer to stay one ahead worst par which i feel like we i, I know we flagged at the time but god I, I went back and watched the uh the rna put together like a every shot from rory and cam smith uh on sunday youtube video which is fucking phenomenal to to go back and watch and just see like how much of a murderer Cam was that day. Rory making par on 14 is is truly truly unforgivable stuff. And seeing Cam hit his like 3 wood or 5 wood whatever it was over the green to where it was like he almost made an eagle cuz it was so easy from behind 14th green. Rory tries to hit this massive rope draw iron in there. It lands soft and he's got an impossible two putt from short right. Uh that was that was where I think you know the the soul left the body. I think not making birdie there was was kind of like ah, this is not going to happen. So that's what I got. Nine, twelve, and fourteen. He'll remember those. Not making birdie on any of those. But um, also, Cam birdie like six got, in a row, which I kind of forgot. I had that as my up and down of the year was Cam Smith at the old course. I'll skip that one to say a uh, best friend award. I think nothing epitomizes or represents a friendship like what Joel Damon did to Harry Higgs uh, by basically. <laughs> Tempting it with, if, I, if this gets enough retweets, uh, Harry will take his shirt off when he birdies the 16th hole. Harry relayed that story on the podcast brilliantly. Uh, but I will also say, after Harry flashed his titties, uh, in his own words, uh, after making a par putt on the 16th hole, he turned around and Joel Damon had removed his own shirt and was helicoptering it around his head. Uh, so I will say good friend to Joel Damon for bringing us that content and backing up his boy when it came time to strip half naked on the 16th green at uh, at Waste Management. It could also be the P.D. Pablo. Correct. <laughs> yes, it could. I got a second, you know, the, on the cancellation front, had a couple other cancellations. My least favorite cancellation of the year, the hero uh, Je- Indian Jeffrey Open Tubin. at DLF. It's le- uh, <laughs> least favorite. I hated seeing that. No. Uh, that was my second least favorite. The Mount Kilimanjaro Classic got canceled on the Challenge Tour. And I was really, really bummed that about cool. that. This is the last one for me. I, I I couldn't quite settle on a name. There was a lot of – the committee had a lot of uh, things this was informally referred to as, um, such as the I will put my name on literally anything award, uh, the Jason Bone Memorial Where is the Fucking Pen award, <laughs> the Rick Rubin Are We Sure Johnny Cash Even Wants to Be Making These Records award, the My Grandkids Are Worried They Might Have to Get Jobs award, uh, but ultimately just the cringiest moment of 2022 goes to, of course, Digital Jack, 
the mm. metaverse rendering of Mr. Nicholas uh, created by the the warm and fuzzy corporation, quote, Soul Machines is the name of the company that that made that. Uh, I, I just I, I would have thought this guy would have enough money by now. And and it really just appears not. Uh, they're, they're really trying to pour. If you guys go back and watch like the video of what the purpose of this thing was, it's it's basically just like have Jack live on forever so they can sell like lessons and weird simulator shit. And it's just it's so gross. It's it's really I, you know, I miss mucho not this good. And Gold Boy. I was I just got <laughs> married. I was on my honeymoon and I came back and I just couldn't figure out what either of these things actually were. Like I've seen them all like just but I've never really clicked on any of the videos or anything. So I just these two things don't have they have zero context in my brain. I would like to keep it that way. You know as much as we do about what these things are. I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. Goldboy was sick. I, I, I take offense to that. <laughs> Goldboy was dope. Hopefully he's still around, I hope right? so. I, I, I have a feeling they're dumb enough to try to like steer back into it with like, yeah, see, it's funny, right, guys? That's the only way. I feel like they would win hearts and minds if they, if they did that. If they just leaned into it, they should, be, they should have hired somebody working on that 365 days, just like we're we're gonna put Goldboy in as many shenanigans. We're gonna turn him into the Fox. We're gonna the Fox activate. NFL robot, he'll be like uh, Flat Stanley. Yeah, you know the, exactly. Right, put him like everywhere. Goldboy. Gold oh my God, Goldboy's on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> exactly. How about that? That's exactly what they should be doing. I feel like they should they should make him the the uh, defending champ because they're gonna try to get through That's the whole thing point. without acknowledging yeah. Cam. I had like a, I tried to come up with the name of this, like the powering through award of some kind, but basically like a, there's no way to like steer around this. We're going to put like three of the most unlikable people up on the podium all together, all at the same time for the most unlikable God, moment of the year, which is the uh, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed and Pat Perez press conference at the Portland live event, which just like just spewing nonsense. Brooks acting way too cool for school. My opinion just changed, man. Patrick Reed claims that the you know he couldn't that Jay Monahan wouldn't listen to him. It was just one of the most unlikable moments of the year, and uh, they're just like, all right, we're just going to power through this. Like we're going to get through this, and uh, everyone's going to hate it anyways, but we're going to do it, and that's it. So you know what was kind of interesting about that? It was was Bryson. I think either came up right before that or right after. I think he was right after that. And listening to Bryson, consider all the things we've said about Bryson already on this podcast, but. Listening to Bryson, I was kind of like, man, this guy actually is like, he's talking a lot of sense compared to like everybody else. Like this guy's coming off as like kind of likable. That's Bryson. Like that's how how douchey those guys were before that to set the bar that low. Guys, I think we got a new tradition because that was a total delight. I greatly enjoyed all of the work that you guys put into that one. And uh, that'll do it for 2022 superlatives. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach and official fitness wearable of the PGA and LPGA tours. You can monitor your recovery, your sleep, your training, and your health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Helps you train smarter, helps you recover faster, sleep better, you time your sleep better. It lets you know when you, you know, if you wake up tired and it tells you you have a sleep debt of two and a half hours, you know you got to get to bed earlier the next day. It just helps you make better decisions day in and day out. It helps you feel healthier. The Whoop 4.0 is the latest most advanced fitness wearable on the market it's smaller smarter designed with biometric tracking it tracks your skin temperature your blood oxygen and more it also features a smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day 
I cannot say enough great things about this product. I check it every single day. I use it every single day. I keep it charged. I am dedicated to it, and it's going to help with the New Year's resolutions, I promise. The all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months of membership left on your account, you can upgrade and get the 4.0 for free. And right now, they're offering 15% off when you use code NLU15 at checkout. Go to Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter NLU15 at checkout to save 15%. Let's go back to the preview. I was trying to weave in the Ross Alkaima Classic and the Ross Alkaima Championship and then the Kazoo Classic and the Kazoo Open. Couldn't figure those out. I did have a new course that I liked last year, kind of a, a good uh, addition to the schedule. Uh, Palos Verdes for the ladies uh, I thought was was excellent. And then one that I really have come to enjoy uh, is uh, the Houston uh, mm. venue, Memorial Park. I've I've... I've really enjoyed that one. And then something else, I just I, I can't sleep on it. Uh, I would say worst uh, worst you know, or one of the worst media decisions of the year somehow has not come up yet. Jay Monahan in the booth at the Canadian Open talking about the the 911 families and just kind of having a, a pretty blank look on his face. That was that was a tough tough stretch for the tour as far as you know crisis management and, and public relations uh, messaging the, the tour that's a good example of the tour getting very 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 lucky that Rory McIlroy exists because that that would have yeah. been the most memorable thing from that day if not for Rory going on this epic back nine charge and farting in Greg Norman's face on the microphone afterwards and and all of those things it's on some level it kind of like the tour probably almost sees it as like a one-two punch. Like we got Jay and Rory out there. It's like, dude, you, you don't. You, that that is like J.R. Smith calling timeout. You know when when LeBron just <laughs> wants the ball. Like you, you got to get out of the way. Or whatever that example was. Clear I don't out. Watch, Clear I don't out. Watch Jay. Clear out. It was. It was. That was the point where I was like, dude, these guys are taking this so freaking personal. Like you, you are. You're a representative of these players, right? This shouldn't be like a personal affront to you, right? This is. You have a totally irrational actor doing totally irrational things. Like you can't, you can't go public on television acting just like you got dumped by a girlfriend. Like that's just. And I will say to that though, Jim Nance was the one that brought up 9/11. Um, that was he. He he was leading them right into that one, which was like, guys, that's not that's not the card to play. That's not it. it oh, it's not it. I feel like I feel like Jim probably got briefed beforehand of like, yo, we, we would love to brought up 9/11, <laughs> man. They just. They, <laughs> Oh. You can't get down. Always the mud good advice with, to, with to maybe double click on. Make sure, make sure you think it twice about that. You know what you should bring um, up. <laughs> moving on, to an hour plus into this, into the actual 2023 season, which uh, this is allegedly a 2023 preview. I'm going to go through the schedule briefly, if you'll allow it. Uh, just kind of highlighting some changes or, or differences or what to expect from this. We have the normal start to the year, of course, with the Century, the Sony, and the Amex. The Century, of course, being an elevated event this year. Um, $20 million and all the big guns playing it. We have a Saturday finish again for the Farmers Insurance Open, so it does not go up against playoff football. This is good. This worked out great last year, I thought, for viewers, and I'm glad to see uh, that happen again. And I hope to see future events in the fall or in this in this winter season switch to this, so that we can kind of, uh, you know, the guys can get full weeks of rest and field stay strong and all that stuff. But we are followed by Pebble, Phoenix, and Genesis. That is the same as last year, but it is different than 2020. Um, it was a, uh, there was a swap between Pebble and Phoenix, but again, same as 2021 Honda kicks off the Florida swing again, just totally boned in between a ton of enormous events. Uh, um, when's Honda going to figure that out? That is <laughs> not going to go well for them. 
Honda's out. Yeah, yeah. Honda's. Yeah, oh, really? Honda. We out this bitch. Yeah, it's Larry. a lame, lame duck here, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. They did figure it out. Good for them. <laughs> Followed by uh, <laughs> Bay Hill in Puerto Rico is the next week, which rolls into the players. Uh, Bay Hill, the, of course, the administrator's an event. championship. Administrator's championship. The Valspar follows the players, and then we go straight to match play in Putacana. Tough spot for Valspar. Um, you know, two weeks prior and the week after that are all elevated uh, big money events. Um, DJ, anything the, you want to say about the Valspar? You, <laughs> you guys remember Ronnie that? Barber and crew to come after you? God, that was so weird. Listen, man, I, I hate to be the bad guy here, but there's fucking 45 events on the schedule. If we're trying to make some matter, so that means some are not going to matter. That's just... The Valspar matters. Totally. DJ, okay? Totally. It's middle, firmly middle of the Very pack. Very firmly middle of the pack. I think that's what we're that's what we're defining it as here with, the, with some of these changes. Valero, then the Masters, and then the Elevated Heritage. That's going to be a decently big change. Um, a lot more. They, they usually get a pretty good feel for the Heritage, but it's going to be everyone this year. Um, followed by the Zurich, and then the Mexico Open at Vidanta. Uh, then Wells Fargo, TPC Craig Ranch. Uh, right into the PGA, right into Schwab. Again, that is all the same. Highlights in that stretch are the Dallas guys needing to play five weeks in a row because the week following that is the Memorial. Again, another elevated event, followed by the RBC Canadian Open, straight into the U.S. Open, and then into Travelers, which is also elevated. Um, so a tough spot for RBC Canadian Open next do you, year. Do you think, uh, speaking of RBC, you think they're going to pay less guys now that big names essentially have to show up to the heritage. That was always like, you were kind of saying like, oh, that usually draws a pretty decent field. And in my head, I'm like, that oh, does it? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I guess because they pay all the RBC guys to to come there. And now they might not have to do that. Interesting, kind of. It's wild, What like like looking at the schedule and seeing, you know, 8 million, 7.8 million, 7.9 million, 8.2 million. And then it's like 20 million, <laughs> 20 million. And then like, like, I mean, like farmers, for instance, like Tori, it's, you know, eight point seven million dollar purse. Pebble the next week, nine million, and then and then they go to Phoenix, and it's more than double. It's twenty million. It's crazy. Very. It's wild. I'm I'm excited. I want to talk about how this is all going to play out this year as we after we get through this here. Um, Rocket Mortgage moves up into the end of June and into July. Um, that is a change in the schedule, followed by the John Deere into the Scottish uh, Open slash the Barbasol, and then the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Uh, then we have the 3M in Minnesota, then the Wyndham, and then we go right into the playoffs. Of course, the FedEx St. Jude at TPC Southwind kicks it off, followed by the BMW back at Olympia Fields, and then the Tour Championship, uh, as always, at Eastlake. So, TC, what are, you, what are you looking forward to out of this schedule? What's your reaction to seeing the, uh, the, the 2023 schedule? We've touched on this, but as we, as we turn the corner into the new year, what are, you, what are your thoughts? LACC, that's tops on my list. I'm stoked for that. I think Hoylake's a... A good one. I hope it snows in Rochester <laughs> at Oak Hill. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, it's there's just not that much else to like. There's no there's no other big changes. The Canadian Open. I don't know anything about this venue that the Canadian Open is at. I'm excited for they're going to leave the the routing uh, like the reverse nines at Olympia Fields for the BMW, which I'm excited about. But I mean, hopefully, you know, net net, we're sitting here in August, and man, you know what? We had some really great duels this year. A lot of the best players played together a lot more. I was going to say, you, you said there's not much change to it. When we just highlighted, you just walked through what are some enormous changes, which is the $20 million well, I'm saying, I'm saying, courses and yeah, I'm saying sequence is all the same. Venues yeah. and actual schedule. It's almost yeah, all the same. You know, hopefully 24 is is kind of a, a uh, 
you know, update. Well, to I think that. I think what I'm kind of feeling on some of that. I was saying this on Twitter. Sarah Endicott, friend of the program, was asking like, why should I even care about men's golf this year as a question? And I think I've largely felt that way for for the last four or five years. It's it's kind of felt like just one nonstop season that has has never really ended. And I, for the first time, I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic this year. I think because of kind of it's it's i mean it's not subliminal like it it is doubling the purse but it is almost more like a a branding change right where the tour has kind of said like yo these are events are important these events are less important and i know they're never going to outwardly say it that way but that's kind of how it feels with the elevated events versus non-elevated events and i think like as a fan for instance Hawaii is an event that I'm like, man, I, I've always really loved this event and it's never quite been as good as it should be. And now I'm really fucking pumped for it because all the best players are going to be there. There's a massive purse that they're going to be playing for. It's a really fun golf course to watch. And it, you know, you start adding all those things up and it's like, that's what makes something matter, right? When it, when it matters to the players, it, it tends to matter more to the fans. And I think like this farce of trying to have yeah, there's 45 events and they're all equal and they're all FedEx Cup season points and they all get about the same amount of points. Like just you got to be pumped every week is so fucking stupid. And I think we've all like known that for a long time. And it's, you know, it's not like the tour did this out of the goodness of their heart. Like their hand was very forced by Liv and by the players and Rory and Tiger and the Delaware stuff and whatever. Uh, but I, I really do enjoy where we've gotten to because I think it just adds a lot more context and it, it by definition, almost adds a lot more weeks where it's like, hey, man, this is this is kind of a take it or leave it. Yeah, and I think that'll be reinforced more in 2024 with the true offseason in the fall, like making Hawaii like, oh, my God, here, we're back. Like everybody's back playing together. Now we, you're not going to get as much. There's going to be an offseason, which I think is going to help a ton. So I'm also looking forward to Century and, and being there. I think it's actually a little bit of a uh, fulfillment of a, a just a personal thing goal of like I remember watching this tournament in 2014 when we first started NLU watching Thursday and there's no fans there but there's usually like one or two guys in a Hawaiian shirt on Thursday afternoon (laughs) just having a beer and the weather's awful everywhere else and you're like what does that guy do I want to be like that guy and so I'm looking forward to embodying that I'll be wearing an elephant shirt I will be uh, out there on that Thursday I'm gonna make a point to go out that Thursday and I'm gonna try to get in front of the cameras and just be like yo man I'm doing he doing it he doing it he's really doing it Neil's gonna be like the new the new cooch in those uh Hawaii commercials that we used to get hit over the head hell yeah I I kind of think I need your guys help in evaluating how I feel about all of this. This is a hybrid year. This is a test out year of a new system, which like I, I agree with and think is the right idea. I think it is amazing that it has taken pro golf this long professional golfers this long to get in a room to agree. They should all play the same tournaments. Like it's kind of, if this is the right call, why the hell has it taken this long to get figured out is a huge question I have. And I think it's gonna. It's great to think like Rory's gonna be at the Century. Like Rom is gonna be at the Century. All these dudes are gonna be there. I didn't have to think like, ah, eh, Rory is skipping this year because he's got blah blah. Like, no, everyone's gonna be there. Like that's a great. I can already see the value in that. Yet I, like I keep coming back to, the WGCs were the least exciting tournaments to me. They they've never captured me in any way. There's been some exciting moments in them, but. I, I when someone asked me why are you excited about this but you didn't didn't like the WGCs I still don't have a great answer for that um, and I don't know how you guys feel about that but I, I think it's going to be good I think 
I think my answer to that would be the historical value of these tournaments is not not something you completely can scoff at. I mean, we all have memories of century and we have memories of waste management. We know the holes. There's just something built into that that is a historical value that I think carries the day. And like, we're going to watch that tournament anyways. We might as well have all the top players there watching it. That can only make it more exciting is what I think my answer is. But at the same time, I, I'm worried that we're going to get to like, the third one of these elevated I, events. I think the next. Like, oh God, maybe there's no way to save any of this. I'm wondering what your guys' reaction is to any of that. Well, they're still they're still full fields, right? Yeah, they, they they are. They're still full fields. I'm just saying, like you know, you get get all the top players on the on the course at the same time is not a guarantee for entertainment. Yeah, you know, I think. I mean, but at the end of the day, like part of the reason that the WGCs felt bland, I think, was because it was like a free cash giveaway, whereas Guys in this instance still, you know, setting aside Century, still have to make the cut. They still have to perform. They still have to beat 70 For guys. For this year. You know, yeah. To, yeah, to yeah. make the cut this year. Um, you know, and like you said, they're at, they're at known quantities. Like, there's context built in as well. I, you know, I was kind of asking myself the same thing. And then we went to the BMW this year in Wilmington, and it was like, I, I enjoyed it, right? Guys were, like, it seems like there's more depth than ever, and it's not just, you know, oh, DJ's, winning going away and it's you know it's it's an it's not an exciting event it seems like these guys are all getting after it you know and it's more competitive than ever i think that's right and i I think what feeds into a lot of that is like the the players make you excited about it and there's a lot of players to be excited about i think that kind of speaks to you know what we were saying when neil was talking about the next crop and young guys coming up and i I just i think watching tom kim this fall was Super exciting, and that's a good example. Watching Sahith try to break through is a good example. Like, there's there's just a lot more guys to be excited about, and I think that kind of you know getting them all in the same spot and getting those guys playing against the JTs and Spieths and Cantleys and and those people of the world is kind of what gets me fired up about it. And I, I think, like you guys were saying too, we're not also trying to pull events out of thin air which is what the WGCs always were. It was just like, oh my God, everybody, look at how exciting this is. Look, aren't you guys excited? Look at look at how good this is going to be. Whereas it's just like, no, it's it's Bay Hill. You've always watched Bay Hill. Now it's going to be better. It is Phoenix. You've always watched Phoenix. Now it's going to be even better. And I, I think like the the next step from that is like, if, if you don't like that, then like you, you probably don't like pro golf, which is a conversation I'm here for. Yep. Uh, but like, I, I don't know what the... <laughs> I don't know what the answer is other than, you know, if, if you don't like this, then it, it's truly like you just don't like the format, and that's a different conversation. Yeah, I, I echo all that. The WGCs always felt like they were trying to do – they were trying to be different by going to a different course or – like I always enjoy the, the event in Mexico, but it was always just like, oh, yeah, they're in Mexico this week, like playing at this at like 7,500 feet. Like, okay, that's different. But then the one at concession was just, there was no context at all. Like, I don't, I've never laid eyes on this golf course. It just, and it feels like to the players too. They're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess you want me to go play for all this money. And there's not a ton of pressure because there's no cut. So it doesn't feel like they have any context either when they go play in those events. I think where I'm always kind of coming back to is like, I don't necessarily, like I'm theoretically supposed to be a PJ Tour fan. Like, I don't need like new stuff. I just want you to make the stuff you have better. And that's kind of what it seems like is, is, you know, happening, which is exciting. Amen. So the question for you is like, so I guess they've tried to tell me for the last 15 years that FedEx cup points are important and that that's the currency by which we go by. 
Does it make sense to have $20 million tournaments with the same amount of FedEx Cup points as the $8 million tournaments? I don't think it does. FedEx Cup points, as we've talked about, are poker chips, and you cash them in for money at the end of the year. I really do. I, um, it's we just have to. We're gonna have to remind ourselves a lot this year that we're in a tra a transitory year, transitory inflation, if you will. Um, it is a a a test phase, almost a beta phase of like a preview of what this is gonna look like in some way. It's gonna change. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be smaller fields, I assume. But it is a tack on. We are we have found a way to elevate four events next year, and they had already found a way to elevate a bunch of already elevated events even bigger. That, that's 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 what we get out of this year. Does the FedEx Cup system make sense? No. We still have this fall bleeding into this year. That's not good. But that's going to go away, and 2024 is going to start a totally clean slate. This we're going to be talking about this next year at this time with zero. Well, Seamus Power is not going to be leading the FedEx Cup when we go to century next week, because it's going to be a brand new start to the year. We're going to have the TGL firing up around then and golf, the golf world just going to look very different. We're going to be at a post Netflix world. Um, and there's just still going to be 18 minutes of commercials per hour. And it's going to be this bot. It's all going to bottleneck right there. We got a question from C uh, Schmed for, is this the year the PGA finally ups its TV product? Absolutely not. We have, I'm done. <laughs> it's coming like, though. Don't worry. It's coming. 10 or 12 more it's, years, man. It's coming. It's, it's just not going to happen. So I think like what you were saying, Deej, everything just kind of funnels down into this thing that's just like, dude, is this going to be more fun to watch? Like probably not. Like a bunch of small changes have made it better. CBS has upped their game as we've talked about a lot and gotten rid of a lot of fluff and a lot of things. But gosh, it's just hard to sit and watch ads. And so I don't know. I, I, the PGA Tour, all that to say, they are not out of the woods at all on this, right? Live momentum has Fuck slowed no. greatly. But uh, I, I think it, you know, I think they've made some good, some really good moves that have me excited for the future. But it's still very TBD on how all this is going to go. Yeah, they've made some good moves that were long overdue, but certainly not all the way there. And I shit, I think we're lucky if if we stay at eighteen minutes of ads <laughs> per hour. I could see us going up. Like Com you know, Comcast doesn't give a fuck. Which true. I, I this is not fully thought out and I obviously don't have like numbers in front of me and stuff, but I think it's going to be very interesting to start pulling on how much is basically all backing out from the question of like, what if FedEx like leaves? Like what happens if FedEx goes away? <laughs> right. Because like how much, so many of the decisions that are being made are around this idea of every event has to be equal. That all has to lead up to a FedEx cup. That's the way that we kind of like get the most value out of each of these tournaments. That's the way we get the most value out of our whole media deal. That's the way you keep it from being fractured. And, you know, you can still sell a premium ad rate for the John Deere, just like you can for the Genesis, even though they're obviously not equal tournaments. Like uh, there's just a lot of really interesting uh, math. I think that's going to have to go on the next couple of years. That's around. Do we really want to keep doing this system or do we want to truly break it and fracture this thing into Two different things and i think that's just you know on a a season preview start of a new era podcast i think that's a big watch this space because i i really don't know what's going to happen do you guys want to make some predictions now or you want to take some questions as we as we go into the year but i asked you guys to come up with three predictions for the year it can be as bold or not as bold as you'd like but three definitive uh predictions for for this next year do you guys have have it prepared and do you, who wants to go Happy to go. Let's hear it. I'm excited for this. The rib 
wins. I almost shouted it out oh. to, to cut you off so that I could be the first one. See, come first on, you're on That's our why block, I wanted dude. to go first. You know what? You know what? This is <laughs> neighborhood starting to get gentrified, Neil. Yeah, you can you can go to the other corner, man. We've been here oh, a lot I've longer been, than you. I've been on the my rib. family grew up I've been here. On my grandparents since, lived on this since block. Before this you is bullshit. All these techies are moving in and they're jacking up the rents. This is bullshit. You guys have been blowing smoke up the ribs ass, even though he hasn't been ready. I can't believe you would now. do that. I, okay. That, that doesn't count, Solly. He needs to come up with another prediction. <laughs> All right. How about this one? How about Tommy Fleetwood wins at the Los Angeles Country That's Club? That's fun. Okay. I like that. Will you apologize if he doesn't? Absolutely not. Because because if he doesn't, he's probably going to finish top five. Okay? Is he in the field? Okay. <laughs> Shut up, <Beach. laughs> Uh, I will say I, I obviously had Roy Wids Augusta as my my first one as well. That was the the inflection point last year. We've said it a thousand times on this podcast over the past year. That's where it flipped, uh, and he, I think he's going to close the circle. It's, it's all leading back to winning at Augusta this year. And now that we have an answer for the golf ball, like the he was playing the wrong golf ball, and that's when it changed. Like that that gives me so much confidence going into this year for him. It really does. It's like, dude, this that dude's gonna be playing majors now. He played this this major season with the right golf ball, but like going into a full year fully prepared with the right equipment is such a game changer for him. How about the fact I have no idea if this was related, and I think it was all it was all like wind dependent, right? Like he was saying the ball wasn't really like holding up into the wind and I have no idea if 18 at the old course was playing into the wind or not but how about the fact that he needed eagle and like was like 30 short of the green he had the right golf ball at that point though he switched at Valero that okay. was the, well, the moment I think I think the wind was off the off the yeah, right that was well, just that I'll was just wild. say that I also picked Rory to win the Masters so that's fun Jeez, you guys. Uh, but I have I have a uh, bandwagon no, I got a couple more I mean that's table stakes right like I've Sorry, already, are you are you on the block or not none of this deciding later what did I? No, I declared when he wins the Masters, I'm gonna miss it. Like I, I'll root for it. I, I can internally think it's gonna happen, but I'm done trying to predict it. I, it, I will not be there when he return when he when it happens. I, so, I will have missed. I it. I want to get so, hurt. So he's afraid I of. The, he's afraid of the crime in the neighborhood. I'd, I'd love to come to your party. I just, I can't <laughs> risk it. I got a really nice car. I don't think I can park it over there. It's just not worth it. My other one, I think Cam Smith wins both the U.S. Open and the Open Championship this Jesus. year. I think that Cam is freed up. Hell I yeah. think that he is going to become the joker of to the PGA Tour. Like I, I really do. I think that the way he thinks, he loves. He seems to love to uh, like the. He's not scared of the pressure, and I, I just feel like he's going to be fishing and doing his own thing, and the money's guaranteed, and he just wants to go wreck the birthday party, right? And like watch the world burn. And I think that he alone is going to be the one live guy that's going to keep them relevant and and keep us, you know, talking about like. Or the whole golf world, like the OWGR, like what about Cam? Like none of these other guys are going to do anything. Cam is going to ball out. I, that's what I think is going to happen in 2023. Hell yeah, Neil. And I don't know if I like it. I just think that that's what is going to happen. Like I don't think Cam is going anywhere. LACC is a perfect course for Definitely. Him too. I, I think I've always pictured that same thing, Neil, until I really, really enjoyed talking to Evan Priest on the podcast a couple months ago and him talking about how hard of a time Cam had when he first got on tour, because I don't know if he is that lone wolf guy. I think he he paints like he, he looks like that from the outside. And uh, I just I was really fascinated. I need to go back and listen to it again. But Evan talking about like how he really isn't that guy. And he really loves like, you know, he had a hard time not being around, you know, not having a lot of friends out there. And he had a hard time traveling by himself. And I, I wonder it's very possible he could have changed since then. And he's more comfortable with it now. But I'm 
either way that happens, I'm fascinated to see what he does this year. But I, I push back on that. I, I see what you're trying to say, but I think this frees him up almost in the way that it freed up Rory this year to like declare his fealty and be like, no, dude, I'm, this is, I'm going to take a stand here. I almost feel like Cam's like, you know what? I made my decision. Now he's going to be able to go to Australia. He's going to be able to hang out with his, you know, whoever he wants to hang out with. He's not going to be tied to this schedule. He didn't want to play and far from home and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's just going to like, you know what? Fine. You guys want me to be the villain? I'll come and I'll ruin your birthday party. How about that? Huh? It seems like he's highly motivated. He's highly motivated and he's getting the team golf stuff, which fills him up, you know, to a certain extent. And yeah, it seems like Monaghan and his antics pissed him off. Yeah. Like I think he's motivated. TC, that's a really good way to put it. I think he's motivated. And then my last prediction is that Ludwig will win a PGA tour event in 2023. What? As the number one player in the PGA Tour University presented by Velocity Global Rankings, Prestige Worldwide, shout out to them. Uh, I think he's he's likely guaranteed 14 starts to end the season. Um, I think he wins in one of those 14 starts. Is he guaranteed PGA Tour starts Corn or Ferry Tour Corn Ferry starts. starts? Isn't it? Corn Ferry. No, I, I thought it was PGA Tour U is PGA Tour starts. If he's number one in PGA Tour U, I think he gets the, he goes that right to the tour. Year? I believe it does. You... We may have to we may have to look into that the details on that. I don't think Ludwig gets fourteen PGA Tour starts this year. I think it, but we'll look. Into I that. believe that. Let me look here. Hold on. They made a lot of changes, and I couldn't really keep up. So Texas Tech. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to read it right now. Texas Tech's Ludwig Aberg currently holds the top spot in both the PGA Tour University Velocity Global ranking and the World Amateur Golf ranking. The Swede is in line for an unprecedented reward as the top player in PGA Tour U after the 2023 NCAA championship will become a PGA Tour member and have access to all open full field events for the remainder of the year, approximately 14. That's wild. That is on the PGA Tour's I website. Say, I kind of missed that. So that's going to, okay. So after the NCAA championship, there's 14 PGA Tour events that, including fall events, I guess, that he will have you know, the right to play in with 14 shots at it. I think he wins one. Hell yeah. Wow. Ludwig, went Ludwig could be the 3M winner. That went very, very bold. I thought I was going to have a bold call when saying a live player is going to win a major. Um, I, I feel like between Cam and between <laughs> you know, DJ others. and and between say, between Phil, of course, uh, I feel like I they could – they could pick one off, uh, but I did not have Cam winning two of them. So Neil uh, out out muscled me there. Listen, it's a Nelly eleven major situation. You gotta aim. Be. You gotta go high, baby. If you if you you know you want to start some chatter. I don't remember what my own predictions were from last year. No one's gonna fact check you. Just just <laughs> That's ship right. it. Come on. Now if it comes true, you're gonna be a genius. You'll be a legend. And then an easy one here. Sahith is gonna win a PGA Tour event this year. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. Also, side prediction with that, uh, people continue to say his first name wrong for the entirety of the year, <laughs> as you all have on this podcast. It's, it's Sahith. Correct. There's correct? been some errors on this yeah. pod to this date. So I, I thought I said Sahith earlier. There's been some Sahiths. There's a, there's a lot going on. So my last one, uh, my third one, is the U.S. does it. They finally do it. The U.S. wins the Ryder Cup. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to finally happen this year. It's, that's, I, I believe that's going to happen. Here, here. I got another one. I got a really just just random one. I think I only said... Too. I don't think I like the new hole at Hoylake. I don't think I'm going to like it. That new par three, it looks contrived. That's a good one to follow up on. We got to we gotta make a cell phone alert to follow up on that in July. 
And then, you know, I got a couple other ones that just, just stuff to look out for. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Heritage. I think it's going to be awesome to see all the top players show up for that. It's great, great tournament for that. The Byron Nelson is going to continue to be a massive disgrace. And I think the tour is going to realize pretty quickly that they need to give some more love to AT&T in some form or fashion for 2024. And then uh, filling fields in the back half of the year will be fucking bleak again. You know, some of those opposite field events and all that. I think it's going to come down to, I mean, the tour is basically asking, I don't know if these numbers are, are right, but it's basically like, do you want to sponsor a lower tier event? That's 8 million bucks. Or if you want to sponsor a high, like uh, the big event with everyone, that's $22 million. Like you, if, like if AT&T wants to be a big money player, they're going to have to fork up the big money to, to host one of these big elevated events. Like basically they're going to sponsors to ask them if they want to host elevated events at the higher price is what it, it's not something that's just going to be gifted to, to sponsors in tournaments. God, I wish I, they were asking yeah. them, do you want to be a big money player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had two more that kind of go hand in hand. Uh, I, I'm going to say, with one exception, I'm going to say no top 50 players join Live in 2023. And the only exception to that might be Mito. But honestly, he might have joined already, and I, I don't know. I, I think that has just been one of those like, oh, yeah, he's obviously going to go. Any updates on his schedule will come from him and his team. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, I just think they're going to have, and this probably gets into a question we can we can talk through in our questions section. Uh, I, I know I'm uh, I'm biased, TC, but I, uh, I just think Liv is going to have like zero juice uh, the first six, eight, nine months of the year. I think that... You could argue. I, I don't know if they're getting close on a TV deal. I'm, I'm sure they they are, but you could argue CW, a, right? A bad. <laughs> that was a prediction oh. in the sports business journal. <laughs> you could argue a bad TV deal is much worse for the product than what they currently have. I think with with YouTube, I I don't know that like you know millions and millions of people are watching all these like subset cable channels that that people think they are like, I, I think just being able to broadcast anywhere at all time on YouTube is, is probably a better way to actually get eyeballs on your product, which really tells you the appetite that there is for the product. I don't think a lot of people are just stumbling on this accidentally. I think the tour is going to have a lot of juice on the Netflix stuff. Uh, that might be temporary juice as we've pointed out many times I think, you know, that people are going to be talking about golf. There's going to be a lot to talk about. And I think the live guys in that Netflix thing have not seen any screeners, have no idea. But I think they're going to come across just looking very vapid and stupid because most of them are very vapid and stupid. And I just I think Liv is going to I think they had their momentum in 2022. And I don't think it's going to be a, a big signing bonanza, which leads me to my next prediction. Neil said something about six months ago that I haven't stopped thinking about. I believe when he was talking about the kind of Logan and Jake Paulification of Liv. I think Liv might, a bold prediction, I think they signed someone from outside pro golf. So just say it. Logan Paul will play. Well, no, I don't think they play golf, but I think someone (laughs) like that. I think they will sign someone who is not a, like, professional golfer to try to get juice. To play in it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because that's where they're going to get the attention from. That's that's all this comes down to. I think if the OWGR stuff fizzles out, I think if the TV stuff fizzles out, like they're going to have to just start grasping at some sort of attention. And, and I think they'll, I'm not saying it will be them, but like the Tony Romo, the John Smoltz, the like people who are, you know, who have juice from another sport, from another, maybe an actor, someone who can play to like a, 
zero what handicap. About, what about OJ? Plus two. Maybe OJ. That's a great that's a great one, Tron. Uh he'd be a great locker room guy, I think, for some of those teams. That's a that's a bold prediction. I, I think they they signed somebody from outside of pro golf. What if they signed a woman? That would be a great one too. I'll say outside of men's pro golf. That's a really good that's a good caveat. Which and, and a note on our our women's coverage as well. This is mainly a PGA tour focused preview pod we'll have a you know we'll have some additional lpga episodes this coming year uh live shows preview shows otherwise uh so we'll do we'll probably do a you know an lpga preview show once that season kind of gets ramped up so i'd like to the the a grippa said the question what does the lib discussion look like a year from now dj we have we have your answer on that and i'm curious to uh i i'm hesitant to 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 try to take a guess on this as to what it does look like. I don't really disagree with what you've had to say, Deej, but uh, TC, what, what does the live discussion look like at this point next year? Oh, I think it looks pretty similar, to be honest. I think it looks, you know, I think they're either going to let it simmer or they're going to try to throw some more shit on the, on the fire. And, you know, whether that's more dollars or getting more guys to sign, um, you know, they're, they're going to keep trying stuff or they're going to close up shop. I think it's you know it's kind of evolve or die right but they've i think they're they've got the advantage of they can just try new shit every week i think the the one at the Greenbrier is going to be laughable watching jim justice uh you know make his way around there with third leg greg uh i think third leg greg's gonna gonna exit stage left as well i think that'll be a big big change for them neil i think this time next year uh lives is still still around they don't close up shop in 2023, but uh, DJ's laid out a pretty solid argument of they they seem to talk about themselves as a startup. A lot of a lot of beta testing, a lot of uh, startup lingo going on. It's tough when those startups can't get the burn rate under control and they lose the uh, they they kind of lose the offense, lose the momentum. It's it's tough to come back from that and, and still be you know the hot cool thing. So that might make it tough for them. But I, I think they're going to at least gut it out for 2023. They are not uh, going away. I think it's going to get like incessantly bitchy in 2023 because I think when they ultimately fail to grab more land and more of a foothold and all of this stuff, I think it's just going to completely pivot to just we're being shadow banned. The bad guys are keeping us down. They don't want to see us succeed. This is an unfair playing ground, all of that stuff. When, when in reality, like I was saying, anybody could have watched it on YouTube this year. And I would say billions of people chose not to. A big request of, of all listeners this year. I need your guys' bullshit detectors up really high on any anything that comes from Lee Westwood's mouth or any live player. I just need you to assume it is total bullshit. Like I need to like start from that instead of like us needing to address all of their statements when it inevitably does get bitchy. I don't uh, just let's just throw the bullshit detect. We need like a special sound on the soundboard here to just play for like all right. Everything he just said is total bullshit because it's coming. It's it continues to come every week. And it's they're going to get more and more desperate as this thing just loses steam. Is my prediction. I just don't. I thought the last three events were just stinkers. Like they just lost everything. They want to paint themselves as this global tour. They've got five events outside of the United States next year. That's not good. And the events outside the United States had horrific viewership and no buzz. Like that's not good. They're not really adding players to my knowledge. That's not good. See, the international thing is is where they should be. Like that's that's almost their way in a little bit is that, you know, I think a fair criticism of the PJ Tour is that it is U.S. centric. And so it's like, oh, well, 
they have more international events than live. Well, I know, but that's a, that's a criticism that I think is, is fair. And that's where live could like answer that question for the rest of the world. If that is what they're trying to do. But I guess you're saying like the, the view ratings on that is not great. So I, th- I think that's where it comes back to like, you know, our age old Australia discussion, right? Where it's like, do people want, you know, do people in Australia want to watch more golf? Will they support more golf? Yes, of course. That would be great. But like, how do you pay for it? How do you get players there? All There's like the, a reason that the tour doesn't do it as well. Right. And, and it just is, it's, I, I don't know if they can continue, like if they can crack the code on some of that awesome, but also like the only adult in the room just quit. And it's like, I, I just, the, the idea that they have any kind of juice going into this year when they just keep telling us like, just wait, just wait, big international tour coming. Just wait. We're we got a big TV deal. Like it's all bullshit. None, none of it is real. And until any of it's real, like it's really hard to make big predictions that they're going to figure it out. Their bullshit is coming and, <laughs> it's, and it's bags are Louie. <laughs> I think it's just like the seeing around the corner, which we were begging people to do this past year is like, this is where we like, we'll see around the corner to like, oh yeah, like a fractured golf world just makes no sense. Like there's just, there's already too many golf events. Like why are, why are Cam Smith and DJ playing over here while the rest of the world's playing over here? That sucks. I got, and, I, I think uh, I got a prediction for it. It's going to be Mr. Beast's live golf tour. <laughs> sure. They're going to, they're going to. Talk, to your point, Deej, like probably start doing some collabs, baby. I think so. Uh, they'll get their guys. Some guy, someone will sell out. They'll they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll keep throwing money and get their guys. But um, Sorry, I had a couple uh, couple observations from the DP World Tour schedule that's been released that that aren't really. I don't know. We we haven't really talked about it all. First of all, the Hero Cup. You know, you guys were very familiar with that. I saw the. Uh, the uh, teams were announced, but there, there, there's a little mid-year agent swing uh, going on for the for the DP World Tour. They're going to Japan and Korea in April, which seems I don't know, kind of a weird curveball a little bit. I think those were like TBD events on their schedule when they first announced it, and they are going to each of those countries, which seems. Seems like a good thing overall, and, and then they go to Italy uh, there for the Italian Open, moves up to May. The Scandinavian mix is going to Ulna uh, outside of Stockholm there. And then uh, the Scottish Open continues to be a disgrace. They're going to the K-Club for the Irish Open. They're going to the Galgorm Castle for the Northern Irish event. Uh, I believe that one was also a disgrace last year for the ladies. Uh, and then there's no more Andalusia Masters. They've gone from three Spanish events to one. Um, and then I'm thinking the Dunhill is going to have a loaded field next year, week after the Ryder Cup. A lot of guys stopping there on the way back. Uh, and then, But yeah, there's just there's not a whole lot going on on the DP World Tour in October, uh, kind of post. So I, I just thought that was that was kind of interesting, where those, that Spanish run there kind of evaporated with the Valderrama event going away. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then we've got the Walker Cup at the old, of course, uh, in September, which is not DP World Tour related, but just, you know, nice call out. I think that's one of the top questions for Monaghan and the tour to answer this year, which is like, what, what is the plan with the DP World Tour? What is, what's the tour going to do about this, right? Because if it's going to be a feeder system, like, how is the DP World Tour going to benefit from this? Like, I, 
what, what, we should be talking about the DP World Tour more, but like if you yeah. look at the calendar, there's not like great reason to. Like just being honest, it's it's not a great look right now. It's not a great uh, doesn't have a lot of curb appeal, if you will. And getting more synergy on elevated events that are they're going to travel abroad and finding the financing for that. I mean, again, we talked about that earlier. Like it's just basically going to sponsors to say, will you pay for the elevated event? They don't seem dead set on. They don't seem to have like enough money sitting around to like hand them out to whoever just for the sake of it. So how does that end up playing itself out, or is the DP World Tour like totally boned? Is a question, huge question I have right now. Which I think all stems back again to like an irrational, you know, irrational actor with monopoly money, just like massively inflating the market to a point where it's like, you know, we deserve, we all deserve to make $40 million a year. It's like, yeah, but maybe you don't, man. Maybe like the free market doesn't actually want that. And it's just, yeah, I think the next couple of years are going to be super interesting because like more connectivity with the DP world tour just means breaking more eggs on the current system, right? It means travelers gets a little worse. It means, you know, Byron Nelson gets a little worse. It means AT&T gets a little more pissed. It's like, you just, you can't, you can't plug all these holes at once without changing anything. And it just, the system is going to have to change very slowly, I think, so that it doesn't like completely crack and break and die. And that's where it's like, it's super easy for a lot of things. Like if you want to be cold blooded and cold hearted about a lot of this stuff is like, well, what happens to like, you know, the Fortinet? It's like, fuck that. <laughs> like you cannot be having this conversation here. All right. It's like, you know, the whole house is on fire right now. We cannot be concerned about the placemats. Like we, it's, you have to, you have to put the fire out. We have to build a whole new house. Like maybe we'll buy some new placemats. They might look a little different. They might be a different brand. I don't know. But like, we cannot, you cannot like focus the conversation around the lowest common denominator anymore. Like it just, it's that they, that has ruled the top levels of professional golf for way too long. And this is the breaking of the system and you're going to have to rebuild it in a different way. You know, maybe the, some of the foundation parts are there, but now you can go up with concept. You can turn this room into an office. You can do all kinds of things because there's been, you know, the firemen came in here and, and just ruined a, the entire electrical grid in here. And it, uh, it, it needs rewired. Yeah. We've been wanting to take that wall out forever anyway. So now, <laughs> now we can do it. Open this thing up. Great, Great insurance room. money now too. Great room, buddy. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting too to see what happens with with the Asian tour because like I know the the Cotter event is leaving the European tour and going to the Asian tour. Like, is the Saudi International still a thing? Because that's not a live event, is it? Like, that's a it's an Asian tour an event. Asian tour event, right? Uh, which uh, which is another like thing where I, I will you know reserve a little bit of judgment still is like I don't really get what the plan is with the Asian tour and live and all of that stuff and maybe there's like some big thing that I don't understand but like yo let's see it man it seems like <laughs> seems like now would be a good time to figure that out and roll that out and like explain what the fuck is going on rather than just like oh just wait just wait yeah the fact that we don't know what it is <laughs> is not a good sign right right well like the, I mean the Asian tour still has they have 10 events in this international series They've got three TBCs on here for Hong Kong and two in Thailand. It's just like the whole thing's just taped together, right? Well, I think that's their their attempt at playing. Like that's our qualification system. OWGR said we need a qualification. Like the winner of the golden ticket gets into live. Like that's the qualification series, right? Like that's that's how it works. But we haven't even talked about this yet. We talked about the golden ticket a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what it is. We haven't talked about the Masters announcing or, or coming out that everyone that had qualified, whether you're a live player or not, will be uh, playing in the in the in the Masters. Which 
tiny bit surprising only because we had heard a, a month or two ago uh, that potentially that you know the you know the past champs would get invited, but if you were a top 50 qualifier that Augusta was not going to invite you, that turned out to not be the case. I don't know if there was a change of heart or if that was bad information, but I still am. am I, I'm not surprised overall. I was more surprised when I'd heard that it was maybe the top 50 guys were not going to get invited than I am seeing them get invited. I will be curious, you know, to hear whether or not uh, if they're going to invite the past champs to the, the champions dinner. I think that'll be, that'll be an interesting development. That's entirely inconsequential, but We'll say a lot about how Augusta feels about this thing. I think it's the right decision, though, by Augusta. Yeah. Like, what, you know, they, it's they your qualification have criteria. To, they qualify. Yeah, yeah. Just stick with it. They shouldn't have to pick a side. I, I, I feel like that was, it was a good decision. Well, they stuck with it, but they, they also picked a side in their statement. Yeah. And their statement was pretty unequivocal. Yeah. Like, Fair enough. Live. But, but right. I think then even more so, it's like, hey, we think this, but we're, you know, yeah. going to stick to our criteria, which I think is the right move. Also, I think they just got to kind of grin and bear it for, a year and the system's yeah. going to kind of fix itself. Like none of these guys, except for Cam, are going to be in the top fifty next year, unless somebody wins a major or somebody does, you know, something crazy at at some other OWGR event. But uh, a lot of these, like most, I mean, ninety eight percent of these guys are going to like be dropped out anyways. And I think it's it, it's I don't I think Augusta has picked a side and should pick a side and needs to pick a side. I think to be clear, there the tours fight is a different fight in this. It's a totally different thing. Yet if I'm also Augusta, no like, do I want my brand associated at all with anything coming from third leg Greg and the and the boys? Like absolutely not. Like look at what it's done to golf. It is okay for Augusta to stand up and say, like, this is not good for the future of golf. Uh Martin Slumbers has basically said the same thing. Like we all know that to be true. So like Augusta taking a stance on that is expected in some way. I still think like they've set this this criteria out there. A lot of guys have based their decision making with this criteria, you know, out there. And I think it it should not have been contingent on them leaving the PGA tour or whatever and playing on live. Like if, if you're qualified, you should be able to play. Yet at the same time, like they're under no obligation to include these guys in the future. Like it it, it they they don't have to and probably won't. I'm guessing the past major champs, they still will, but um, I, they're not going to go. I would be sh surprised if they went out of their way and they're like, yep, top eight live the finishers qualify for the masters. I'd be surprised yeah. by that. And I, yeah, it was the right decision, especially when you're under the specter of a antitrust <laughs> investigation yes, by the too. justice department. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a true Isaiah Thomas. Oh, I met the criteria. <laughs> So, which, and again, bullshit detectors up high, please, on whenever the live guys say that they've, they've met any kind of criteria. I got one for you guys, just like rookie of the year. Like, who do you think, who do you think is coming? I, I look forward to you guys doing this all year with the Taylor Montgomery thing, like uh, uh, trying to claim him, piss all over him and, and try to pretend like I haven't been talking about this guy for a long time too. But like Taylor Montgomery's coming, been saying that for a long, long time as well. So I look forward to, to fighting with you guys over him. So we're happy to have you, man. We're happy to have you. I keep hearing uh, Chris Goddard's name, sources, you know, Gottner. that's not going out on the limb. I mean, he played well at John Deere last year and he's, but apparently he's just nuclear off the tee and he's, he could make a splash this year. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick to the Taylor Montgomery stuff. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, well-documented We're we're on that block. I'm going to go a little bit different direction. I'm going to go, I think it was a post-hype sleeper. I think Nick Hardy mm. has a big year. Coming over some injury stuff. A little minor medical. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm excited. We're uh, it's it's going to be a really fun week. Um, please tune in again this this Sunday live if you want to. It's going to be a little late at night. This is a, it's a test run, if you will, for our for our first Sunday night podcast. It'll be live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Uh, if you are a podcast listener on your Mondays, again, nothing will change. Uh, we'll be firing out the interview podcast, and like as TC said, we're going to have some bonus LPGA content this year as well. It's going to be a great year. We are super stoked. We're not done with announcements. We'll have some more announcements here in the coming weeks and months uh, that are also extremely exciting, and uh, we're doing it big. We're going to have our goals podcast uh, on the Trap Draw. We're recording that one tomorrow as we're hearing it, but it's probably already out if you're listening to this uh, as well. We're going to have a new Nest podcast, as we mentioned, nolangup.com slash join if you want to join the Nest and hear us talk a little bit more about uh, us changing equipment sponsors. And uh, we're going to have new stuff on our YouTube channel. It's it's coming hard and fast. This is going to be a big, big year for us, and we are uh, ecstatic that you uh, hopefully will be along for the ride. You guys find Southwest to Hawaii? <laughs> Uh, no. I just got an email that I am complimentary upgraded on American on my way out there, so I'm excited for I'm, that. I'm so. riding with your boys at United, TC. You and me both, Direct brother. flight to Maui. How about that? Yeah. From New York. That's wild. Exciting. Was that like 10 and a half from, hours? From Newark. Yeah, I think 10. Crazy. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you back here on Sunday. Look forward to a great year. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. That's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most! <laughs>